Hey guys, Joshua Miller here. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. It doesn't cost a thing to download. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, and many, many more. It automatically will send them to those. You can make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't have to click and drag from one to another and have several open and use it. It's all in one place for you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks. Have a great day. I hope you're having a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you for tuning in to today's segment. This segment is part of the series, The Acts of the Holy Ghost, based in the book of Acts. It is a series that we are going through at Victory Baptist Church. I hope you enjoy. Let's pray together real quick. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us today. I pray, Lord, that you would use this uh, segment here, this message here, Lord, to touch those around us, touch those in need, and help us spiritually to grow and to live for you and to be good examples and good followers of Christ that we should be. In Jesus' name, amen. Good to see everyone here today. Glad you're in the house of the Lord. Glad we can make it back today. Thank the Lord for His grace and His mercy. And it looks like we're we have a full house today. Thank the Lord. Uh, we started last Sunday in a, a, a mini series. Lord willing, we'll go through. We'll see how far the Lord will let us go through here. But we started a mini series in Acts in the book of Acts. And we're on in chapter three now. We looked at the intro of Acts and a little bit about what it's about uh, last Sunday morning. Looked at the introduction of Acts and where it had began with the ascension of Jesus Christ into heaven, and he left the disciples with the great commission. And then once Jesus left, the Holy Spirit came down and dwelt in. The Christians and the disciples and the apostles there dwelt in them. Jesus said that I have to leave so that the Comforter can come. He had to leave for that reason. So the Holy Spirit came and we saw at Pentecost, we saw that the the power of the Holy Spirit just overwhelmed the disciples and they began preaching. Gal- humble Galileans began preaching in 15 <coughs> different languages. And they, 15 different nations heard them in their own language. They heard the word of God. They heard the gospel. They heard the good news through them, through Peter. He began to preach. He gave his great sermon at Pentecost there in chapter 2. So I encourage you to read through the, throughout the week until Sunday. Read a couple, two, three chapters 
in Acts every through the week. Read a chapter a day if you want to, because we won't get through the. You won't. It's 28, 28 chapters in Acts. So read if you want to read a chapter a day. That's fine. We'll see where the Lord leads us and what He has for each Sunday. Each Sunday. But we're in chapter three here. We're at the. Uh, we look in Acts, and this is what we're looking at: the works of the Holy Spirit. And we see miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle in the book of Acts. When Jesus left, the Holy Spirit came. He indwelled the disciples. And as we mentioned earlier in Sunday school, it was normal, everyday people like us, like everyone here in this room, normal, ordinary, everyday people, the Holy Spirit used to do wonderful, miraculous things through us, people like us. And so we see the next thing here, we're on chapter 3. All right, let's start with verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for everyone that's here, every single person. We thank you for those that, the some that were sick that weren't here, they are here today, and those that are still out because of sickness or for other, any other reasons, Lord. I pray that you would uh, meet the needs there, touch them, heal them, and I pray, Lord, that we would, uh, we here would dedicate ourselves to you completely and more through this message that you have for us today, Lord. I pray that we would listen closely, be attentive to your word. I uh, pray that you'd give me the clear spirit uh, thoughts and clear speech to present your word according to your will. I pray that we, we would again be attentive and, and apply it to my life, apply it to the, all of those that are here today in your, uh, your, your house here, the house of the Lord. pray that we would take your word, apply it, and use it through the week. Help us to be better Christians for those that are, of us that have saved, that have, have taken that the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross and ask Jesus as, to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness as he promised he would do. He's our Lord and Savior now. I pray that we would do better to share that with others around us. If there's any that is lost in here today, I pray that they would accept Christ as their Lord and Savior before it's too late. Again, I give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we see here the next miracle, and we see many, many, many miracles here in the book of Acts. And it's, it's like I said, it, we, last week it the, the entrance of the Holy Spirit catapulted the disciples and the apostles to work more than they've ever worked. As we looked at the disciples and they were kind of confused at how, what Jesus was doing. Why is Jesus here? I know we've been listening to him for three years. Three and a half years is how long Jesus' ministry was. We've been listening. We've heard what he said. He speaks in parables. Sometimes we understand him. Sometimes he doesn't. We don't. He's explained some of them, but we're kind of, we, they didn't quite understand in their flesh 
what Jesus was about, what he was doing. They thought in their flesh that he was coming to overtake the physical kingdom and reclaim it and become a physical king of Jerusalem, is what they thought. This is what they thought would happen. Then he died. And they thought, well, there's no way he could do this. He's dead. Then he rose again on the third day. And he was shown of over 500 witnesses that he was alive after he was buried and dead for three days. 500 witnesses. He was on earth 40 days after that. And then we see that he was in the ascension here in Act, at the end of the Gospels and the first chapter of Acts. We see the ascension. So when the Holy Ghost came, the disciples were full of the Holy Ghost. They understood completely what their mission was. There was no holding them back. There was nothing you could do to stop them from spreading the gospel and preaching Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, Him crucified as their Lord and Savior. So they went boldly everywhere they went from this point on with the Holy Ghost. And this is what I pray that we will get and we will learn out of this because the power of the Holy Ghost didn't stop with the disciples it didn't stop with the apostles here. It has been given to us as well. If we are a Christian, we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have that power in the Holy Ghost. That is how they had this miraculous, wonder-working power was through the Holy Ghost. And we have it available to us if we'll follow the Word of God, follow it and apply it to our lives. We too can be bold. We can be strong. We can be persuasive in, in leading others to Christ as their Lord and Savior at school, at work, at home, wherever it may be. So we see here Peter and John, two of the disciples, went up together to the temple to pray. We see their dedication to the Lord, to God. They went to the temple to pray. They were going to pray. It's important for us to pray to the Lord every day, daily, throughout the day. It's important for us to have that constant relationship with God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ in prayer. So they went up to pray, and it said it was at the ninth hour. So they went, knowing, knowing them, knowing the disciples, they were also, as we'll see, they were ready to uh, share the gospel any moment, any instant. They were ready to give the gospel. So we see this here, verse 2. He says, And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. There was this man that physically could not walk. He could not handle himself. He had to be taken care of. And daily, they, he laid him at the gate. This was his job, was there to beg. Beg for alms, which is gold and silver, money, anything that he could buy bread with. And he, they would, he would be set there. So he had his family members or friends sit there, set him there. This would be the entrance to the temple where most people would walk through, back and forth. And this is where he would be able to get at least a little, a, a, enough to live every day. And it says they did this daily, every day, every day. Verse 3, he sees someone, he said he sees an opportunity to maybe gain some money. He saw another person, someone else come walking up. He said he was seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked alms. Just give me some money. I don't know if he was, if he kind of, he couldn't move. He had to be yelling at him. Say, hey, hey, pay attention. Listen to me. I need money. He was started begging for money. Give me some money or help me. Can you help me out? And I'm in this condition. I can't help myself. I don't know the exact words that he said. But we see an amazing thing here that takes place. And they, Peter and John knew this. They, they completely, 100% knew what we needed. 
more than any physical necessity that we had is the Lord Jesus Christ. And they, taking this, we see verse 4, it says, Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. The, so he noticed the beggar was trying to get their attention. Peter and John says, let me get your attention. You look at, listen to me, listen to what I have to say. He says, look on us. So we say he did. He was hoping that, verse 5, he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something. It's okay, he's going to give me some money. He'll give me some gold. He'll give me some silver. Uh, a denarii, whatever it was, something a he was expecting that, expecting money. So he listened. He was fast. He was paid attention to them. What is, what is he going to do? What are they going to do? In verse six, he says, "Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee.' Now he might have been thinking at this point, well, what is he going to give me now? I needed money. He was asking all this. What he was there begging for was for money." And he wasn't going to get what he was asking for. So he might have a split second thought, well, this is disappointing. So give me some money. or We don't know exactly what he was thinking, but some thoughts possibly. But Peter continues, says, in the name of Jesus Christ. Notice he didn't say Peter. He didn't say John. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So he took him by the right hand, he grabbed his hand, and he picks him up. And he hasn't, I don't think he's ever walked. He says he was lame from this, since he was uh, a child. He says since his mother's womb had never walked. He picks him up, and the strength in his bones came back, came to him. He says immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and certain with them under the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. This is an amazing miracle that has just happened. He wasn't, it was unexpected for the lame man, but Peter and John knew that this was nothing to God, nothing to the Holy Spirit for him to do. Him, Peter, by faith, said this, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. And we all as Christians have this do we not we have this the holy spirit right Amen. didn't he promise that all of us that accept christ as lord and savior the holy spirit will dwell in us right yeah. we have the same power in christ through the holy spirit if we have the, the faith you see the faith that peter and john had knowing what not what they could do but what god could do Amen. and they shared it with others they saw someone in need and they helped them. And it wasn't just, this is the best I can do, and just throw some pennies down. Said he needs the Lord. And so they set, they made and a miracle happen through them because of their faith in God. And this man became leaping and praising. Immediately he started, he started witnessing. As soon as he got the, the strength, he saw what had happened. He started leaping and praising God. It says walking, leaping, and praising God. And let's see what the others thought around in verse 10. It says, And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto them. If uh, someone could see our life in Christ as a Christian, our daily walk in him, would someone look and be amazed at how we live now as to how we used to live? Would someone see a difference in our old life before Christ and look at us now and say there's something 
amazing about how they live, how they talk, how they walk, how they take care of people around them. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be wonderful if someone would look at us and see that, see that difference? Before they saw a lame man who was helpless and could do nothing at all for himself, who was was kind of selfish because he was begging for himself, alms and for money for himself. And we see the, as the Holy Spirit came in and we see it, a new creature before was lame and couldn't walk and afterwards was a man who within his own strength could walk and leap and run and praise God. He glorified the name of God. He, you just notice he didn't care who was around him, what other people said, he praised the Lord. He gave God the glory where it was due. And they saw this. They said they were filled with wonder and amazement at, at, at that which had happened unto him. What in the world got into him? How did this happen? So Peter, as we'll continue, takes advantage of this. Remember, we're supposed to be instant in season and out of season to spread the gospel, declare the word of the Lord. So we see, let's look at verse 11. So he took this opportunity when he had noticed these people were in wonder and amazement. He gave them something to instruct them with. And he said, As the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look so ye earnestly on us, as though by our own power, our holiness, we had made this man to walk. First he took the, the, the attention off himself and he's turning it to God. Verse 13. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and killed the prince of life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name through faith, in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. All now, brethren, I wot not... I wot that through ignorance ye did it, as did also your rulers. But those things which God before had shown by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he has so fulfilled. He takes this miracle that had just been done. This lame man had been brought up to his feet. His legs now had power to walk, to carry himself. He could run and leap. He could go anywhere he wanted to do in his own power. And Peter took this to witness to those. And he he'd mentioned that Jesus Christ, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus. And we see that this, in both cases so far, that Peter had to bring, he brings presently the attention of those there to Jesus Christ. Because he is whom our attention should be on is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one that saves us. He's the one that died on the cross for our sins. He's the one that paved the way for us to be redeemed 
And when we die, we go to heaven instead of hell because of him, his sacrifice, his sinless, perfect sacrifice on the cross. So Peter takes this miracle that the Holy Spirit performed, not them, and then he takes their attention and turns it to Jesus Christ, who's the author of this. So he gets them to this point that Jesus had to come to die on the cross and suffer for our sins. This was fulfilled in the cross. I know some of them, he says, these men of Israel, they didn't believe in Jesus Christ, and he, they wanted a murderer instead, but Jesus took this, their evil, and he used it for good for the redemption of all mankind. Verse 19. So he gets them to this point, and now this is what he wants them to do. He says, Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. It shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed." Unto you first, God, having raised up his son, Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. We see that he took that, the attention to Jesus and to the attention of our, to, to acknowledge that we are sinners. We are bound for hell because of our actions. We disobey God in the first place. Just due reward for our actions is hell. But Jesus made the way out of it. Amen? Amen. He gave us the... He shed His sinless blood, His perfect blood, on the cross for us so that we could be saved. We praise the Lord for that. I thank the Lord that He did. And He would have done it for just one of us. If this one of us was, were headed to hell, He was going, headed to that cross for just one of us. But praise the Lord, He did it for everyone. And he says that if you shall call upon the name of the Lord and thou shalt be saved. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. And he had mentioned as last he referred to the Old Testament and he had looked at a couple places in the Old Testament in Joel and in Psalms. Here he refers to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 18 and brings to light things that they, they, they knew because they studied the Bible. They studied the law of Moses. They knew what Moses had written, the law. They knew about the Israelites. They knew about their fathers. This was something they learned when they were in school, when they were children. They knew about their heritage and where they came from. And he made it to remembrance, brought them to remembrance of what, why, why this happened, why Jesus came, why he died, why he rose again. And he gave them opportunity to believe. And we're going to pause there. I want everyone to stand to your feet, bow your head and close your eyes, and we'll give the invitation, altars open. And we'll continue here, Lord willing, in chapter 4.
probably tonight. We'll continue there in chapter 4. But I want to give opportunity here if to those of us that are Christians, we may be in a, a position we know we may not be serving the Lord where he would have us to be. We're not doing maybe what He is, what you know we should. The Holy Spirit is convicting you. The altar's open. And also I would like to open the altar to those that may be uh, lost, headed to hell. On They haven't accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. They don't know who he is like we as a Christians do. I want to give you opportunity to receive him as your Lord and Savior <coughs> before it's too late. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised we'll walk out these doors alive. It might be carried out before the service is over. But I here, I pray that we would be like Peter, be bold, be able to <coughs> give the gospel to others and find at any at a split moment's notice the word of God to anyone around us and share the gospel of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And that's what it takes is just show them what the Lord has done. Show them what Jesus has done in, in your life. Show them what he, how he's helped you. Show them how he's saved you. And we can share it with others. And they'll watch. They'll watch your life. They'll watch your actions. They'll listen to your words. Let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, I thank you for what you've done, for what, what you've done for us, what you've given us. I thank you that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, Lord. I thank you for what he's given us, that eternal life through him. If all we have to do is accept him, receive him as our Lord and Savior. Believe on him as our Lord and Savior, that he has died, was buried, rose again. He's believed that he's the Son of God, and we shall be saved. And that goes for anyone, no matter how bad of a sinner they think they are they may think they're too far gone they did too much to be saved that's a lie from the devil there's nothing that we can do that takes us out of the too far for God to save we thank God for that pray that we would meditate on your word that you've given us today help us to to grow stronger for you to be to better be examples be of influence to those around us a Christian influence, godly influence. Thank you for what you've done, what you've given us. I give you the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray for a teacher over here